you know, on this spiritual journey, sometimes you may find yourself getting depressed and trying to figure out why this is even going on. Maybe you've went very far down a rabbit hole and sometimes you might have wished you turned back because everybody around you may not reflect what you know, who you are now. And that intellectual stimulation that you need, that emotional stability that you need from others, that acknowledgement that you need from others, they don't understand. And they'll try their best, especially those that really love you. They will try their best. But there will be a blockage there. A barrier, a real barrier there. Because the vibration doesn't match. The frequency is not in tune with yours. And so it becomes very lonely, very isolating. Like, what is the purpose? The further that I go, the more lonelier I may be. And if I keep going and I can foretell the future, I will definitely be lonely even more. Then I won't have a choice but to dive deeper into my subconscious and heal my own pain because I don't have anything else to do. It's difficult for me to relate to people. So now that I I have to spend more time with myself now. To dig deep within myself to heal what is going on. It's difficult. It's sad. We don't want to be in the dark. Especially when we're alone in this. And we may find ourselves getting bored, too. Like, oh, I've heard this guru's messages a thousand times. What good does it do if I can't talk to anybody personally about it, physically about it? What good does it do if intellectually I'm not stimulated, emotionally I'm not supported? Especially if I've transcended the mundane, especially if I've transcended non-duality. What good does it keep? I mean, what what good does it do me if I keep listening to this and I have no support around me? Beloved, you have to know that the reason why you are going through the turbulence that you are going through in your life is because you are the mother and the father. And that no matter the age difference, the people in your life that haven't reached that level of consciousness yet, newsflash, they are your children. Even your parents now who have not reached that level of consciousness.
The ancestors have supported you on your journey so that you can reach this level of consciousness. It requires real maturity, adepthood, seriousness. They've trusted you. And instilled you with the knowledge and wisdom so that you can bring it back to your tribe. And it's hard. Yes, it requires you. It might require you to stop drinking, stop smoking, put the vices down, change your diet, exercise, meditate. Really challenge your intellectual ability. Abstract intellectualism. Really go there with yourself. You might have to listen to a lecture 20 times for it to sink in. Read a, read a 400, 500 page book. And each paragraph gets more intense. You might have to read it paragraph by paragraph, page by page. Let it sink in. Okay, let me go back to it. And let the layers of your mind unravel. Because when you become consistent enough, it will show up in your reality. The consistency will show up in your parents, in your loved ones, in your, in your children. Your level of awareness will show up in them because the thing about frequency, tones, and vibrations is that when you're on a particular frequency and when you're emitting a certain vibration, the people around you do not have a choice but to respond to that. And if it's meant to be, they will elevate their frequency and vibration. It will come no matter the distance, whether you're in the house or you're not, whether you live with them or not. If you're in their lives, it will happen. Or things will just separate. You have to really vibrate and ask the divine, ask the God within to only demand truth. And if there is no truth, there will be no conversation to be had. There will be no interaction. Because falsehood will show itself to you. And if those that are around you are living in falsehood with themselves, things will separate immediately. There will be some kind of entropy to those connections until those individuals decide to step into truth. And so when you're around family members, eventually they will grow into this. Even those that are very negative, you have to have a level of compassion. This is why I'm talking about the maturity and the adepthood. Because we really can't say adulthood. There's some of you out here listening to 16, 17. You ain't even adults yet. But you're adept. And you have to have that level of compassion enough to hold space and to show love to those elders that are still stuck in their ways, that are still on these certain programs, whether it be the indoctrination of the education system, the television programs that they're being brainwashed by, the religious systems, 
dividing them, constantly conquering over them. The food that they're eating, the music that they're listening to, the different drugs and the alcohol, the pharmaceuticals, the negative behavior that they see day to day, the things going on in their environment, the conflict constantly replaying out in the reality with them. And then they're bringing it in the house. They're bringing it around you. They're bringing it at the family functions. They're bringing it. And you have to be the one to be mature enough. To check yourself enough emotionally to be able to be like. I love you no matter what. But this. This conflict. We don't have to be in conflict. There are people that live life stress free. Because they think it in their mind. And if it's embedded in the mind, if it's embedded in the consciousness, if the body is embedding it within all of the cells, trillions of cells within the body, then the reality has to reflect this stress-free life. This conflict-free life. This whole life. This divine life. This aligned life. This balanced life. It will have to reflect it. So we can at least try. Yeah, I live in the hood. Yeah, I work in the hood. I see a lot of different things that are going on. That are violent. Constant conflict. Constant cursing. Constant name calling. Constant degrading. These hierarchies playing out. Everybody's the antagonist, it seems like. The food that we're eating. The hot, hot food. Hot Cheetos for breakfast. Hot peppers for lunch. Hot links for dinner. Hot, hot, hot. Hot girls and hot boys. Fireball whiskey. It's hot. It's hot, hot. The block is hot. <laughs> But you can be that person that's in balance. You don't have to be that individual. Or you live in an environment where it's cold. It's just cold. The energy is cold. The weather is cold. People don't show love. It's cold. If you don't speak our language, if you don't speak our code. You can't hang with us. You can't sit with us. These inner circles. They're not welcoming. Nobody cares about my problems. Nobody cares about my issues. Nobody cares about my hurt. It's cold. But you can be the one in balance. Be that person that's just, ah, I'm unfazed. (laughs) I'm chill. I'm chill. I love when people say, I'm chill. Like today, my students asked me, they were like, is everything okay with you? 
Are you upset with us? Something's going on. You feel good? I said, no, I'm chill. I'm just observing. I'm not judging. I'm just observing. I'm chill. You could serve as the mirror to others. The mirror doesn't move. The mirror only shows. But even in these cold and hot environments, I still see compassion. Every day, somebody always does a compassionate act. Even in the most intense of areas and hoods and ghettos. Or even downtown where it's so cold, nobody even cares to say hello. People don't say, excuse me. Don't nobody care. Everybody just runs over everybody. It's not the hood, but it's definitely the trap. It's gangster. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's gangster. Downtown. You know? Gangster in corporate America. How they treat you. It's a real cold environment. The block ain't hot, but it's cold in there. And it's important that even when you're in that environment, even when you're feeling depressed, the reason as to why you're there, with this level of consciousness and expansionness is because you are the being. Psst, psst. You are the being. Based on that high vibration that you emit, you are the being that will bring these individuals into consciousness. That's why you're there. Psst, psst. It was already in agreement from the jump in the stars. Their higher selves would work, was working with your higher self, man. The fact that you all have touched each other's lives, whether the relationship has been harsh, whether it's been hostile or negative, is because if you're vibrating on a certain frequency, that high frequency, you're going to bring those beings into consciousness just based off the vibration. When you powerful like that, please, they ain't got a choice but to respond to that energy. Okay? So know your power, even when you're depressed at work, when you're depressed in your living situation, in your environment, in your crib, with your family, they ain't got a choice but to vibrate higher. That's real. But it only can happen with consistency and sacrifice. You may have to give up that diet of yours. You may have to give up that music you've been listening to. The pretty women and the handsome men. The temptation. You may have to give it up. The clubs. Getting knocked upside the head with the club at the club. The bottle. You're going to have to give it up. These games you've been playing, you might have to give it up. 
hanging out on the block, you might have to give it up. This debt system, fractional reserve lending, these people want you to pay all this money back that never was even existed in the first place until you agreed. But you didn't know. You didn't know anything about it. You might have to give it up. Hang that FICO score up. Hang that credit score up. Keep your money. That might be hard for you to do. Watch that credit score fumble down the drain. Or that house of yours that you've been clinging on to, you might have to let it go. That job of yours that you've been clinging on to, you might have to let it go. I'm not saying leave your job. But if it's calling you, consult with your ancestors. Consult with your higher self. Consult with that inner child of yours. Consult with that adepthood. And sit in meditation. See what comes to you. Ask the question. Ask the universe, how can you be of service? And if it says leave your job, then maybe you should. But that's for you to decide. Some of you all may have to stay there because it is your calling to stay there. Because some of us are the servants. Some of us are the teachers. Some of us are the mirrors. Most of us are, well, everybody's a mirror, but you're a conscious mirror. You're a high vibrational mirror. You're not just a mirror where people just look at themselves and like, oh, okay, everything's the same. You might be that mirror where, hey, I got the, I get a chance to zoom in on myself and see my flaws. Hold on, wait a second. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, I might be an obsidian mirror. Ooh, right? So remember this when you get depressed on your spiritual journey. That depression of the mind is really... And I'm not saying this for all depression, but what I'm saying is when you're on this spiritual journey and it feels like you're in the dark because it feels difficult for you to relate to others. And you feel like no one understands you anymore and that the things that you found fun and valuable, you can't be naive about it anymore. And you're transcending the mundane. And it feels like nobody around you is transcending with you. Let me tell you something. That depression is like running at the gym when it hurts. If you want those muscles, if you want to look a certain way, you got to get up and do it. You got to grind. No pain, no gain. And that depression that you're feeling, that darkness that you're feeling, will only show you the light. There's hills and plains. And when you're at the top, you don't have a choice but to go back down. And up and down and up and down until the journey comes to 
a completion. It's not always going to be easy. There might be detours. There might be setbacks. There might be step ups. There may be big progressions. But do not ever forget that you are a divine source. You are the infinite intelligence. And you cannot sleep on yourself. Other people's lives are in your hands. When you know how powerful your purpose is. Truly. How powerful your purpose is. That if you fail. Many people will fail. Not because you're the savior. Everybody's a sovereign. But some missions that some of us carry are far too delicate for us to just fumble and let it go. Us right now in this moment, if you are listening to this, your depression is your progression it is a part of the journey but do not forget that it is only temporary that you cannot live there because when you really go down the rabbit hole you're still on earth (laughs) No matter how deep you go, you're still on earth. Whether you were outside of the ground, you know, before you dug that hole, you're still on earth. And you're always going to be on earth. It's still the same thing. It's still the same thing. All of this is the same thing. All of it is the same thing. There's truth in everything. But you just wanted to see more truth. And that's okay. It's about the degree of truth. The complexity of truth. But everything is still the same thing. But you know that you're not mediocre and you know that you have to transcend the mundane. And that consistency is key. But it's no rush. You're an infinite being. But act with wisdom. Don't sleep on yourself. Don't sell yourself short. You are a beautiful being. Let me tell you something. I was talking to a friend the other day about celibacy. And they were telling me that, you know, my ancestors have been telling me that I do have to become celibate. 
And they've been telling me this for a long time. But I'm just not ready to let go of sex, you know. It's my weakness. And it takes a person with great courage and humility to admit that sex is a weakness of theirs. A lot of us want power, money, fame, and sex, but we don't want to admit it. You know, we think that that's just a lower lower part of us. Like, how dare we want power, money, sex? And here it is, this individual is like, you know, that's my weakness. Is that what that's what I want, you know? But I have to let it go. And I said, you know, I was right where they were. I felt like that too at one point in time. Like, how could I let this go? I mean, for me, it you know, not to downplay anything that I've ever um engaged in. It was a very powerful act, but I was never really impressed with the act itself. Um, because one, I was always attracted to everything outside of my reality. Like, like, not like in a way where I found everything around me boring. I, I wanted to find a deeper meaning in what I was doing. Real deeper meaning. I mean, in the food that I was eating, the sex that I was having, the things I was watching and listening to. I wanted to find the deeper meaning behind it all. So everything that I was doing at the time, it was like, okay, is this it? Is this the highest of the high? Is it? And so for me... Although I thought about it and the pleasure that I got from it, it it wasn't enough for me to say, well, I'm just, because this is what I've had thus far and it's pleasurable, that I would risk the answers to my questions by just continuing to engage in whatever was presented to me at the time. And so I decided to stop. And I've had bouts of celibacy in my adulthood. Like, we'll go, you know, if I'm in a relationship, I'll probably spend that same amount of time outside of that relationship, if it ends, in celibacy to regain who I am back again. Because I just gave 50% of myself away with another person. So I have to get all that back with time to dig deep in why it failed Why I failed, why things dismantled, what happened? Was there any unhealed trauma? Because see, the thing is, is that, and this is why celibacy is a gift, is that when you're in the bed, the only thing that's going to warm up that bed for you besides the heating pad, (laughs) is you. When you're crying tears at night or in the daytime, battling unhealed trauma, 
It will be you that will be wiping your tears. That trauma that you want to hide in sex. It will be you that has to deal with that. And fight your own demons. Those urges that you're having, that temptation that's calling you. Mm -hmm. It will be you that has to face that and remain on your fast. I was also telling the same friend that I said, you know, people think that the lower vibrational entities or these opportunists Some call them demons, but I was told to, it might be best to call them opportunists. And I think that that's fitting. These opportunists don't just send devils in a red dress. (laughs) Please. They don't make it obvious to you that there's a person... There might be something off about this being. Like, if you get that on the first time, you know, it's like, oh, well, come on now. We're dealing with an adept. We're not going to just give it away on the first time. In fact, in fact, I'm going to let this sink in for you all. In fact, they might even arrange... A divine meeting between you and a potential soulmate. Someone who is so beautiful. Someone that has absolutely no flaws about them. Someone that just is, on all accounts, your match. Your match, your match, your match. But at the wrong time. Especially when you don't have your eyes on the ball. (laughs) Here it is. They disappear. Everything is beautiful about them. And you get sucked in and you just become addicted to that person's energy. Because it's you. It's you. It's all you've wanted, right? Now that's what I would be looking out for. Not the obvious. Not the red flags. It's the beings that don't have any red flags that come at the wrong time. And that person that they're utilizing, potentially, or that your higher self might be utilizing to test you, <laughs> you might go right on into it. And, and that being might not have any idea 
They might not have any idea. But you have to be the one mature enough and say, hey, I like you. I like your vibe. I like everything about you. This is beautiful. This moment is beautiful. This present moment is beautiful. I could lose my breath in this, you know. It's so beautiful, I might even forget to breathe. (laughs) And I could fall in love. I want to. But there's a lot at stake right now, and I have to focus. And if it is meant to be, it will come to me when it is a divine arrangement. You have to be mature enough. To know that you're not missing out on anything. The key here is that if you do not give yourself the time to heal and know who you really are, you are missing out on yourself. And that is the biggest gift that you will ever receive. You already got the gift. All you got to do is just unravel the bow. Learn how to use it. That loneliness that you feel, the depression that you feel, that needing for someone to understand you, someone to love you, someone to... The big message that I have just to sum all of this up is that you truly have to do all of this on your own. It is a requirement for real sovereignty. If everything around you ceases to exist, all you have would be you. And you have to be the one To love yourself enough to deal with just yourself. And it is beautiful. I I laugh at my own jokes. I laugh at my own jokes. I talk to myself all the time. Not because I'm crazy. Because there's nothing else to listen to. So I have to know what's flowing out of my mind. What? Is not settled. What is? What sounds appropriate? What doesn't? What ideas are coming to mind for me? How mature have I become? How adept have I become? All the creativity that flows within me shows up when I'm not giving away my sexual energy. Not saying that beings that do engage in sex give away a lot of that energy. But if you know that The people around you 
are not consciously aware of your power, you will leak holes in them and they will set you back. That is how it works. Everything is an energetic exchange. If you operating on the 75%, you know, the percentile, you know, you giving the, the chakras a C in operation, okay. But if you're dealing with a person that's on a 25 percentile level, what you think going to happen? Everything has to have balance. You're going to give away 25% and they're going to gain 25%. Hmm. So think about that. Everything is an energetic exchange. And energy is a being too. Energy has to survive. So it's got to eat. So what energy are you giving off? And what energy is feeding off your energy? Think about that. What is your energy eating? And what's eating your energy? Hmm. Is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? And this is for all energetic exchanges. I'm not just talking about sex. This is beyond celibacy. You got to think about that. What is worth it? If you're feeling down, if you're feeling depressed, that's okay. It is okay. You will get out of it. Because this darkness that you are feeling can only be felt for you to really know the light and then be able to walk in between the two. To know what dawn is and dusk is, is to know both. Is to know both. You got this. You got this. Don't forget it. Do not forget it. There will be dark times. You're probably going through one right now. I have been going through them. And what motivates me more than anything is the fact that my loved ones that you all have not reached the level of consciousness that I have and that I have not reached the level of consciousness that my ancestors have and that as I mature, I cannot play games and make bold assumptions that I will get another opportunity to do this all over again. Pain-free, scot-free. That it will be somehow better than the last. That even though this is going on for infinity, 
I am still in the realm of time. And that as my elders go day to day to day to day, going closer to death than where they were when their life started, I cannot play around as if I have the time. I know I'm going to stay around for a long time. I know I will. But I have to, I got to play catch up for them. That's what I think about for you all. And that's service. So, yes, I make great sacrifices. Because it is always in service to myself. Because if I give it up for myself, it will come back through you all. Through everyone that I love. Everyone that has ever heard a message from me. It will come back through you all. To really Give up control means to gain it. To really give up power means to gain it. To really let go of something. Ooh, to really meet God, you definitely got to give up a lot. You've definitely got to give up a lot. Especially your ego, but it will be one of the best things, if not the best thing that you will do in this lifetime, if you are willing. Real love requires us to let go. It requires us to let go. Real wisdom requires us to let go. Real experience requires us to let go. Real maturity requires us to let go of things, especially this materialism stuff. This stuff comes and it goes. It depreciates all the time. You remember that flip phone that you wanted 20 years ago? (laughs) That you paid $400 for? Where's that phone now? What value does it have now? Are you even thinking about that phone? Come on now. And so many things that we stuck to our house, our jobs, the cars, please. We want to own everything out here. We want to own everything out here. And that's where the depression might be coming from. One, the hypocrisy. Thinking that you're supposed to own something, that you're supposed to be something.
But the very thing that proves to you to be the least is your body. The body. You know you're leasing this. But yet you want to own everything around you. You want to control everything around you. You want to own everything around you. You're depressed because things didn't work out between you and such and such. And you wanted to own that relationship. You're depressed because you wanted to get over this. You wanted to get over that. Or you wanted to start this business and it failed. And you you had, you had owned all these expectations. But yet you lease your body. We try to own all of these expectations about ourselves. Especially our ego. I'm this, I'm that, and I'm going to own it. I'm I'm gonna own it. Who you think you are? Who she thinks she is? Who he think he is? I'm me, and that's that on that. I'm this, and that's that on that. Period. And I'ma own it. Boom. But you lease the body. Owning expectations will result in depression. When you come at this spiritual journey with an open mind, an open heart, and your willingness to forget all you think you know, or just let go of all you think you know, let go of all expectations, it will become the most purposeful, the most expansive, the most exciting journey you will ever be on. But when you let go of the expectation and you just live in the moment, in the present, you will begin to enjoy your darkness and appreciate your darkness. Your darkness is your power. If you didn't know the devil, how could you ever appreciate what God is? Hmm. Let that sink in. Remember, this is only temporary. You're leasing this. So enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Wholeness.